Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. So excited to talk to you today, and we just appreciate each of you. Isn't it amazing the encouragement, the reviews Mm -hmm. people give us? Oh, we really appreciate them, especially when you tag us on social media. I'll just be oh. really honest with you. Isaac reads through everything, so everywhere, but on social media, it's just a lot easier for me to see. And so it's just been fun to see how you guys are impacting and by sharing with other people in your community, yeah. hopefully you are finding an avenue to be able to talk about some hard topics. And that's why we're doing this. And it's great to share with your friends because don't you want them growing in the same direction? It'll just nourish your relationship because if you grow and your friends yeah. don't, it can be hard. It's true. And you want like-mindedness for your kids. Yeah. Let's just say it. We don't want to be the only ones that are pursuing to raise kids that love the Lord. That's true. We want our kids to be able to find wives and husbands, and we want our <laughs> kids to be able to have friends, right? Yeah. That's part of the motivation of doing this uh, for our own kids. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is actually kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, hit the five stars if you're on iTunes. That would be amazing. It really helps get exposure to the podcast to new people. The podcast is doing really well. Yeah. Um, however, it's not reaching as many new people as it could. And so would you help us? Would you share it? Would you give us five stars? And that would really mean a lot to wrote us. a review. We yeah. love it's encouraging to us because we put a lot in it. It's about 10 hours a week just for this podcast. Just for the podcast. So a lot of other yeah, stuff everywhere yeah, else. Yeah, everywhere else. Yeah, just the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking about a parenting gap wreaking havoc on our kids' souls. Okay. So I'm sure that everyone who saw our Instagram stories has been thinking this whole week, yeah. what are they talking about? What is the gap? Yeah. And what is it that's wreaking havoc? It's wreaking havoc on many kids' souls. I didn't mean ours personally, but yes. um, it's, uh, it is consequences. That's right. And the lack of and missing those teachable moments, doing it in the right way that really leaves an impression <laughs> that draws them yeah. towards God and maturity. So we're just, I'll just tell you right now, the one of the main topics that we're going to cover in this podcast is around teaching your kids the spiritual law of sowing and reaping, because that is why actually consequences not being um, given to kids or allowing your kids to experience natural consequences is the, the, the spiritual law of sowing and reaping is why kids are struggling. So let's give a couple examples. You might have a teenager that's making decisions based on feelings, not even thinking about how it affects other people around them. That's true. Or maybe you have toddlers who are being disobedient and you have a hard time being consistent all the time. You're out in public and you don't tell them no because you don't want them to whine or to yell back at you. And so you're not consistent in in your training of them in expecting first time obedience. 
And maybe we overprotect them and we don't let them fall and tumble sometimes. Right. If you're always there to, oh, this is actually kind of funny. If you're always there to catch them, I was, that's what I was going to say. And I just have to say that having many kids was actually like a boot camp for mm-hmm. me because I was that mom that was like a helicopter hovering mom right that would be yeah. with the older with with our firstborn. I always was there to like pick her up the minute that she cried and like try to pick her, you know, catch her so she didn't fall when she was trying to learn how to walk because I didn't want her to get her hands scratched up or whatever. And you know what? It has been so good for all of our kids because the fact that we had other children because I wasn't interfering as much. Yeah. So Galatians, we have a scripture on this. So let's dig in. We're going to be in a few different scriptures today. The first one is Galatians 6, 7 through 10. And it starts here. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall Mm. reap if we do not lose heart so i think that this i i absolutely love the last verse in this Mm -hmm. just to encourage parents out there because it's saying let us not grow weary while doing good listen parenting can be tough oh yeah it can be tough and we cannot grow weary while we're doing the good work in the trenches as parents because if we stay the course in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart but that means we can't go into escapism Right. Hey, dads, can't go into escapism and just watch sports. Moms, you can't go into Mm-mm. escapism and just, you know, let the TV babysit the kids during the day. You know what I love about the word of God? So I'm just going to, you know, a lot of moms reach out to me throughout the week and they say, oh, I would just love to be a fly on the wall and watch, like, listen to your thoughts as you're reading the Bible. And how do you, how did you figure that out? And what what are you thinking? I get those questions a lot, even yeah. from, from women I that I know. And You know what? I just want to, I'm going to give you a little tip. When I read through the scriptures, Mm -hmm. one of the things that is really powerful for me in understanding more conversation with God, Mm -hmm. I ask a lot of questions as I'm reading scripture. And so sometimes I'll read scripture and I'll go, how does this apply to me as a woman of God? Then I'll ask myself, how does this apply to my marriage? Then I'll ask myself, how does this apply to me as a mom? Yeah. How does this apply to me as a friend? How does this apply to me as a Christian? Like you, whatever roles you have, you can ask yourself that question. How does this verse apply to this particular role I'm in or relationship I have? And so when I was reading Galatians 7 through 10, and it says, if you sow things of the flesh, you will reap things of the flesh. And I think about parenting. If I am sowing in my children, like for example, our last podcast, which was on anger, right? If I am angry when I'm parenting my kids, what am I sowing in my children? Obviously I can't expect them to have self-control over their anger if I can't have self-control over mine. So I'm sowing a legacy of anger in them, right? Mm -hmm. So that's of the flesh. If I sow of the spirit, I will reap of the spirit if I do not lose heart and I run the race, which right. is what Galatians is saying. And so it is, that's one of the reasons why we're talking about this concept of sowing and reaping. And we're going to be constantly sharing and asking questions like that to help you start thinking, okay, as a mom, as a dad, 
how does this verse apply to how I should be raising my kids today? It has a lot to do with how you respond to your kids when they have things challenging happen to them. And Mm -hmm. it's really important to bring the spiritual aspect of sowing and reaping into the equation uh, as we do that. We'll give you practical uh, examples of that for age groups at the end. But first of all, the first point is you must teach God's authority to your kids Mm -hmm. and they must also experience it. So when they're young, you're teaching it. And you're experiencing it and they're watching you experience it. Which is huge. But it's kind of woven. It should be woven into the fabric of your family dynamics. Right. And if it's not, don't be discouraged. Start with something. You guys, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. We kind of struggled with a title for this particular podcast because we really wanted everybody to listen to this podcast because this spiritual law of sowing and reaping that God has laid out, no man can run away from this spiritual law. No man can hide from it. It affects everyone in in their life. And this is actually an eternal issue, which is why we said it can wreak havoc on a kid's soul because it can wreak havoc on an adult soul. Yeah. It can it is a spiritual law that affects us both in the physical world, our physical bodies, our physical circumstances, but it also affects our spiritual life, right? As yeah. far as what we are sowing and what we reap in eternity, right? The yeah. Bible talks about using money for resources and building treasures in heaven. That's a perfect example of sowing now to reap treasures in heaven. Yeah. And so this this is a really huge topic that actually is ingrained in our everyday life with our kids. And so that's why we felt it was so important to talk to you guys about, because it's not just like, oh, this little scripture verse here and there, maybe like eight or nine times it talks about sowing and reaping. And so, yeah, I could see how that's important. No, like we have talked to our kids about this almost on a daily basis from the time they were toddlers all the way through their whole life. So it's so crucial to look for opportunities to teach your kids the principles mm-hmm. of sowing and reaping, teach your kids this first point, which is that God is the ultimate authority, that he's real, that he loves us, but he's mm-hmm. also a just God. And he loves us so much that sometimes um, he's a jealous God too. That's an attribute of God. Right. If we he, have he idols, a, he's he, going to be jealous. He wants it. our attention and he's, he gets upset at, you know, people having idols. And so he might uh, allow us to be tested. Right, he might let the enemy mm-hmm. do things that uh, are part of sowing and reaping, and right. so we have to teach a fear of God, and that is uh, awestruck authority in his life, or reverence for God, uh, that he has complete control over our lives, that we have free will and freedom to choose, but he also has control, mm-hmm. and so it's really important to teach him that. And from a young age, so Angie, what are some practical ways you teach? Um, the kids, the authority of God. One would be just even in prayer. How are we praying to God? Mm. Are we praying reverently or are we just like praying a quick prayer that we have memorized before dinner and like not really meaning it? Yeah. Are we doing it legalistically? That is a huge one. Moving when we pray. And so... And I'm not saying that like with little kids, it's very, um, there has been 
psychology um, statistics and it's proven that if you are repetitive with kids, they will memorize things. And it's good. That's what we do when we're memorizing scripture. Mm -hmm. You have to say it over and over again for a kid to remember it. And you can do it to song. You can do it to prayer. There are many different ways. And so if you're using the same prayer at nighttime, for example, it's not it's not that it's bad. It's just, are you teaching your kids that they can actually have a live relationship with God and to have respect and reverence for him? And, or are they just like routinely going through a prayer and not really actually caring very much? Cause if that's something you got to look for. They have to see parents surrendered to uh, ultimate authority. And if they don't see parents surrendered to ultimate authority, they're not going to believe in the spiritual laws of sowing and reaping from a, spiritual sense like do they see fear in you for example a fear of the bible says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom the beginning of understanding there are many psalms and proverbs that just talk over and over again about the importance of having the fear of the lord which we talked about a little bit in the last podcast too and there's different kinds of fear of god which you've talked about i've talked about um but having the putting god on the rightful place in your in your life putting him on the pedestal and taking anyone else off of the pedestal that might have snuck their way up there, right? Yeah. Like a pastor, for example. Do you put a pastor on a pedestal and not pursue teaching your kids, but instead just expect that them learning it from the pastor on Sunday mornings is good enough? And the Bible is the live, living, breathing word of God. It's inherent word of God. See, the whole entire thing is true. But do your kids understand that? Do you see your conviction in it? Mm-hmm. Do they see you reading out of the Old Testament, the New Testament, um, connecting the dots? Do they? Um, do you make it relevant to their world? Uh, do you talk to them about how mm-hmm. God has impacted you, how God has answered prayers that you've prayed? Maybe you've prayed together as a family for things, and then you acknowledge how he's come through and answered those things. So That's a huge way for kids to experience God, yeah. especially when they're able to pray. Like how many times do we have stories about the kids praying for something, and then that day it happens? It's huge. And so an active faith, helping your kids see God, mm-hmm. that is so crucial because if you don't do that, it's going to be very hard for them to understand sowing and reaping at a personal level. Mm -hmm. And if they do, and they're growing in their belief and understanding of God and that he is, has that authority in our lives, then it's really powerful when you teach it. Yeah. And you know what I think is, goes along with this um, teaching God's authority. It goes along with what you were saying. Like, do your kids see you reading the Bible Mm. and do they see that God's authority, his word is actually in the Bible, because it's called the word yeah. of God. It's his words to us. Yeah. And, you know, one way to teach that he has an authority in your life is for your kids to see you reading mm-hmm. his words and obeying his words. Yeah. So this is the thing. When it comes to sowing and reaping, you you can't expect your kids to be sowing fruit from the word of God if they don't know what's in the word of God. Yeah. Right. And so we have to recognize that for us, if we're going to be sowing godliness, for example, in our children, that's not something that we can do by ourselves. That's only done by the wisdom and the power of the Holy Spirit moving through us as we are seeking God's word and wisdom as we are raising our kids. And that means we have to know the word. So, like in order to give wisdom to our kids, we have to know the Bible in order to share that wisdom with them. Yeah. In 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5, um, it says, 
I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they'll turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Well, your number one mm. ministry is your family, is your kids. Yeah. And so it's so important. And the second point is you got to teach sowing and reaping. Now, there's a physical truth to this, meaning that if I don't study for a test, I'm likely not to do well on a test. Right. Or and so that's tell. a perfect example that a kid would experience the law of sowing and reaping. On a physical sense, which could have nothing to do with the spiritual. It's same with like even sports, right? Like if they never practice, I mean, there's those few gifted kids that can go out on the court and hit. But even they practice more, they'll do even better. That's true. And so there's a physical one, which I think some parents do and some parents don't. Mm -hmm. That is a really important one to do. We should always be doing that, which is logical things of here's this and here's that, but to say the why behind them. But the spiritual ones are even more powerful and more important. And sometimes your kids must experience the consequences for them to really pay attention to what God might be teaching them. Yeah. I've seen a lot of parents over the years actually try to protect their kids from experiencing consequences and not discipline, not allow their child to experience the consequence, right? Like if a kid gets in trouble, let's just say a teenager um, is driving with some kids who are drunk, right? And they all get thrown in the slammer Mm -hmm. and the parents just bail them out versus letting them sit there for a few hours really trembling in their boots, right? Like, or even a night, right? Like letting, you know, there's an element there where it's like, there are consequences in life. And if we are constantly pulling our kids out of the consequences, they're not ever going to learn that there are big consequences to the things that they do. And if we do, if we make this mistake when our kids are really little, Mm -hmm. It's going to it's going to reap massive destruction when they're teenagers and even worse when they're older and they're married and they have a kid or more kids because it's going to affect relationships. The the ramifications of sin gone undealt with for a long period of time is huge. It's legacy destroying. Okay, I'm just going to be really honest. And yeah, I'm if I'm putting a healthy fear of God. I mean, what did we just read? It says, I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. He's a judge. Mm-hmm. And he does judge our works, yeah. actually. And he judges our thoughts and he judges our intentions. And he, judge, he he's the judge. Do our kids know that about God? Do they Amen. know that he is a judge and that he's just? Yeah. Do they know of the wrath of God? Do they know? Do they know of the grace of God and have an overwhelming thankfulness um, for it? Unfortunately, what's preached more than anything, and maybe absolutely in a lot of churches, is only the grace of God. And God has that attribute, but he has many other attributes too. Right. And so he, he is a righteous God. 
and he wants the best for us and he loves your kids so much mm -hmm. that he's going to there's going to be consequences for their sin if they continue in sin if they continue in unrepentance and that's right yeah. and so it's important that we're teaching our kids this concept of sowing and reaping especially when they're younger because if we're teaching them when they're younger with consequences then they are starting to get it yeah. Like, oh, if I obey, then the consequences that I will experience will be good consequences. So, if I disobey, the consequences that I experience are not the kind of consequences that I want. And unfortunately, there's a lot of parents not fulfilling their God-given role of authority. And so parents have authority, too. Mm -hmm. And they are the human authority in their lives, most importantly. And they need to say no. They need to be tough. They need to say, we're canceling this, that, or the other thing because you did this. You know, about that, I've mentioned a few stories in the past about like, you know, canceling a play date, which kind of felt like a punishment to me because mm -hmm. I wanted to spend time with my girlfriend as well, right? Mm -hmm. Wanting adult conversation for the first time in a week. Anybody relate there? But the reality is, is those kinds of punishments where you're like, you know what? You were disrespectful to your sister and your brother, so you don't get to go spend time with friends. If you do that, they will not forget. Yeah. And they will start treating the brothers and sisters like they would treat their friends, which has always been a rule that we have in our family. Frankly, and too so, many parents are weak. They're, I'm sorry. Not sorry? No, we're not sorry. We're not sorry. Because, because this is the souls of yeah. your kids at stake because they need you to be loving, but they also need that tough love. Like the most yeah. loving thing you can do in some moments is give a consequence to your kids. Mm -hmm. It's true. And you have to get creative. And so, you know, with some kids, for example, I was talking to a mom the other day who said, oh, my oldest, she just loves to read and she'll go in her room and she'll spend hours and hours and hours. Okay, been there, done that. The best thing that you can do for that child if take the they, is take the books away. And I know that sounds insane because every parent wants their kid to love reading. It's not going to take away their love for reading, but you have to help your child to be well-rounded in that. And, and someone not else is listening saying, I can't get my kid to put to the phone read. away because <laughs> yes. the, they won't read. Okay. Well, True. we just take the phone away for yes. three full days, 100% of the time. Yeah. And you're like, how could I ever do that? She'll freak out. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, if she freaks out, that's because you haven't been disciplining up until this point. And yeah, you just, you need to start at some point. Otherwise, the discipline that she's going to experience when she's not in your home, where she's protected from consequences, is going to be massive consequences when she leaves the home. And this starts when they're young. They yeah. won't freak out if when they're young... They're You're taught, yeah. saying, okay, this toy is going bye-bye for a week. And right. you actually mean it. You put it in a garbage bag and you hide it in the garage. Oh, you have to tell them about Garbage Man. Well, okay, wait, hold on a second. Before you share, how many of you moms out there have struggled with your kids picking up their toys, right? You maybe tell them, okay, daddy's coming home. You guys have 15 minutes. Clean up your room. Go. Set a timer. Then what happens? Dad comes home. Well, if I come home and their floors have any toys or anything on it, garbage man comes and I have a garbage bag and I throw everything in the garbage bag, clothes, toys, whatever goes in the garbage bag. And I put, I hide it in the garage and they have to earn it back. Yeah. Sometimes they don't even get that opportunity. And to you're earn like, it back. wow, you're so mean. Uh, I don't have to be mean actually. Cause I do it once or twice and then 
They know (laughs) (laughs) that's true. And you know, a lot of it is that we've given them fair warning. And so it's about mom not being exasperated also, right? After having said it and then said it. It's really a matter of disrespecting mom and that gets consequences. Yeah. So, you know, you guys, this is the thing when it comes to sowing and reaping, this is such a big deal because we want to raise our kids to be confident Christian kids for ready to launch into an uncertain world. And why we're calling it an uncertain world is because we don't actually know what the world's going to be like in a decade or in two decades. No one would have guessed that technology would be what it is today, 20 years ago. So we're going to go into the practical stuff, but I do want to tell you just briefly about the free workshop. We're giving you eight practical tips to being a courageous parent. Uh, It's full of slides. It's with Angie and I. It's about 30 minutes or so. Uh, It's really powerful. It's completely free. Uh, A benefit at the end is we're giving you a free 37 scripture parenting packet download that comes in the paid parenting mentor program. So uh, definitely click the link at courageousparenting.com on this Mm -hmm. podcast episode where all the show notes are and everything, video and so forth. And you can get that. In addition, uh, the parenting mentor program is the paid six week uh, program uh, parents are going through and so far over 200 parents have gone through it and it is transforming parenting and we have a big vision to impact 1 million families and their legacy so let's listen real quick to another couple that has gone through it hello we're sammy and natalia cosa from orange county california and we've been married for almost 10 years and we have three beautiful children sayla who's seven audrey who's five and valor who's one and a half and we are so beyond thankful for the mentorship we received from isaac and angie tolpin yeah isaac and angie you guys came into our life at just the most perfect time we were actually um experiencing a confusing time in our parenting journey and in just a few short months under your guidance under the parenting mentorship program and under your godly examples we now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children we have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind and on on our hearts and we are so thankful for the both of you because now we know how we can thrive on our parenting journey absolutely want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for teaching us the model of godly parenting and how we should be so encouraged to be raising our kids in this day and age. We used to fear, fear the future, um, and now we are so excited about their future, know that this is the greatest time in history to be alive, and we know that the best days are still ahead, and we're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights uh, to be leaders uh, for the next generation. Yeah, and just a couple things that you guys have taught us in the six-week parenting program is that a kingdom-focused legacy is the most important because that's actually why we are here on earth. It's not about our legacy, but it's about God's legacy. And you also taught us that it's hard to do the mundane unless you see the bigger picture and see the grander purpose. And now we have a bigger picture and a grander purpose in raising our children, and we are so beyond thankful for the both of you. Love it. Thank you so much. And uh, we would love any other testimonials. They are so helpful. So uh, we are talking about um, the importance of sowing and reaping. And I have a Bible verse here in Colossians 3, verse 23 and 24 says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. 
So this is obviously a scripture that is showing a, a, a perfect example of sowing and reaping, mm-hmm. right? And even reaping regarding the judgment time, yeah. right? That the, you will receive your inheritance from the Lord or not, right? Yeah. yeah. And so this is this is this should be very sobering verse. And what's interesting is in verse twenty. Two, just before it talks about the importance of fearing God. So if you want to go back and read through this, even with your kids, it's Colossians 3, verses 22 through 24. Now, um, we also, the faith side of sowing and reaping, mm-hmm. um, there's aspects of community yeah, and relationships where you can teach them. Do your kids ever come to you with their feelings hurt about mm-hmm. a hurt relationship or something like that? Mm-hmm. Well, you can ask them, well, how have you sowed into that relationship? How have you nourished that relationship? Or how have you not? Well, there's a reaping and sowing happening there. Sometimes it's not their fault, right? But somebody else is sowing discord with with your with your daughter. Yeah. In fact, First Corinthians 15, 33. This is a really important verse. I was actually talking to a mom about this at a different conference that we were speaking at. And she was like, well, where does it say that in the Bible? Here it is. First Corinthians 15, 33 says, do not be deceived. Mm-hmm. I hope that caught your attention for a moment. All parents need to understand this. This is a warning regarding friendships. Okay. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Yeah. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. And it just continues on. This is an important passage of scripture. So regarding sowing and reaping, have you taught your kids that it's important that they actually judge who they're spending time with and being close friends with? Now, this isn't about being nice to people. Like we're supposed to be nice to all people. Yeah. The Bible says, love your enemies and pray for them. So if it says, love your enemies and pray for them, then that assume, you can assume that you will have enemies. The Bible talks about being persecuted. I mean, clearly, if you are a Christian, you are going to experience persecution. People, Some people are just not going to like you. Listen, when I was a little girl, I was very quiet, timid. I was this, I was actually really a sweet little girl that smiled at people. I was a people pleaser, so I liked it when people liked me. And when I went to sixth grade, the girls hated me. From the moment that I walked in, they hated me because I was a cute, sweet girl. Mm -hmm. And I got bullied big time the rest of that year. So much so that I was having stomach aches and I wanted to be brought home and I would constantly go to the doctor's nurse's office. And guys, listen, sweet Christian kids will be bullied. Mm -hmm. They will. And so you need to teach them that they need to be praying for those who are not being kind to them, that are acting as enemies. But we also need to warn our kids to choose wisely who they spend time with because evil company corrupts good habits. It's an important aspect of sowing and reaping later, right? Like if we want our kids to have good friendships later or to be righteous or godly or holy, which is what God calls his people to be, if we want them to grow up and become a holy, righteous priesthood of people, then spending a lot of time keeping evil company is not a good idea. Anyway, so I just wanted to encourage you with that exhortation because it's just something that we've had to talk to our kids about multiple times and and still loving people, but having a boundary of like who is in our inner circle and who are we just kind to. 
Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about some practical tips. So okay. what are practical tips for zero to three inch? So I think that family Bible time is huge. We've talked about this multiple times, but this is a practical way to be teaching your kids the physical word of God. They need to know what God's laws are, what his wisdom is. They need to know they need to know stuff like evil company corrupts good habits. Like if you don't read the Bible to them, they're not going to know and therefore they're not going to sow and reap well, right? But also as parents, we are sowing into our children. And what is it that we want to sow? We want to sow the seed, which is the word of God into the hearts of our children. So family Bible time's huge. Situations um, like if you do this, then this will happen. Teaching them consequences on a really basic level. Um, there's a company called doorpost.com and they are fantastic. They have a ton of resources out there. If you use the code all caps, courageous mom, you can get 15% off any of their products, but they have something called the if then chart that helps you to teach your kids consequences. Like if you bite, then this will happen. And then you put in a scripture verse and you can have the chart on your wall. It's super efficient. Um, those are just a couple practical things that we've done with our kids ages zero to three, but also like even up to age seven and eight. Um, How about kids ages four to 11? You know, I would say that sibling relationships are huge just for training our kids and preparing them for those more um, for their lifelong relation. They are lifelong relationships, but sibling relationships really offer the opportunity to encourage your kids to grow spiritually and in their ability to be social and respect one another and be selfless in a relationship so that they hopefully have a more successful marriage. And they have a more successful family life, right? Yeah, there's um, all kinds of things. You know, there's opportunities to teach them when they're lying, uh, the consequences of that and how right. people won't trust them in the future and how God detests a lying tongue and those kinds of things. And manipulation. I mean, we've talked about a lot of the conflict strategies we go over um, in the parenting program when we teach parents about a lot of these sins and having a biblical vocabulary. We really dig deep into that in the parenting program, but lines, just one of them, haughty eyes. There are a bunch of different, different sins that kids struggle with. And you need to be clear about what God's word says about those sins and then also fall through the consequence. So another practical example is sibling relationships. You can tell them the long-term ramifications of them not cultivating a good relationship with their brother or sister. Uh, you can talk about obedience and how that's hurting uh, your relationship with God, because God says to obey your parents. So you're you're cultivating uh, a bad relationship there. So it's important to repent of that. Uh, so there's a lot of things you can do for ages four to 11. Obedience really is another topic too. I mean, we we talk about this a little bit in one of the other podcasts. Um, so you can always go back and re-listen to the obedience one, but just even you know, having a standard of like, mom said to do this or dad said to do this, why are you being disrespectful? Like you need to respect authority and you need to be respectful of other people's things, right? There are so many different examples. Now the challenge of this, the reason this actually doesn't happen, parents don't go over the consequences is it takes time. And yeah. people are selfish. Parents are often selfish for their own time. I'm a parent. I know I'm selfish for my own time sometimes. I know Angie sometimes is that way too. Mm -hmm. And it, we have to slow down. We have to get on their level and we have to discuss and share with them the consequences, not yelling, not angry. Listen to the last podcast episode mm -hmm. if you're having a problem with that. But instead, communicate. You can be stern and clear. Communicate. 
the consequences of their actions. And there's the physical side and the spiritual side. And the spiritual side caused the physical side to happen too, the sowing and reaping. So that's really important. And ages, you know, 12 to 18, there's all kinds of things. Now, if your kids are younger, you want to be doing this early. It makes it easier when the teenagers, by the way, anybody that tells you that the teenage years are the hardest, that's only if you don't do the courageous parenting tips in the program. If you get the program, if you get the parenting mentor program, you're not going to have bad teenage years. If you're biblically you're parenting gonna have when they're amazing teenage years. Yeah. If you're parenting biblically when they're little, then you're going to just enjoy every year even more and more and more because you're just going to... It's our favorite it's awesome. years right now. We have almost four teenagers. Well, I love the little years too. I think that they're so they're great. The good. point is, is we don't, we, we don't um, grind our teeth or, or disdain the teenage years. Um, I have another passage of scripture here. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse six says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. And then it just continues on. And I think that this is important because money is one of those practical ways that you can teach teenagers how to be sowing and reaping. You can talk about building treasures in heaven. You, you can share with them how when you're tithing, when you're giving. And, and it's not just finances is a perfect example for sowing and reaping, which is yeah. why it's talked about in scripture often. But this is the thing. It does something to your soul. When yeah. you do something physically. And so there's something powerful there. Do not just keep your tithing and your gift giving to you and your husband. Invite your kids into that process as well. Ask them who they think they would like to give extra to at Christmas time. Yeah. You know, how else can you cultivate a giving generous heart in your kids, teaching them that this is sewing? And, you know, another aspect of this is, yeah, you can do it with your finances when they're teenagers, but you also need to be teaching your kids that there are other things that they can sew with. What are some other things they can sew with? There is their time, right? Resources, house. Are you open for hospitality that is a way that you can sow into your relationships with now people. there's some other things too it's like when they're in their teenage years uh, i just shared this with one of our teenagers that one million people in the world are getting stds every single day and so well, that's out of left field <laughs> yeah. well, but the, I, I, yeah. I knew that'd wake everybody up it's it's well yeah god wants us to be pure but there's also consequences when we're not pure that's right. And so it's it's you have to know information. You have to understand what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. If we're equipping them for an uncertain world, you should be educating them. Not so we fear things, but so we understand the truth about things. And understand that there is a sowing and a reaping. So there if is. someone sows foolishness and is not living a pure life, they're going to reap consequences that will affect them, their husband, and their kids potentially in the future. So uh, we could be about social media. The sowing and reaping on social media, what you post brands you and you, everybody has a personal so brand good. these days and you got to talk to them about their identity on the internet. Shouldn't be any different than their identity in real life. No alter egos. No alter egos. And it should be uh, good. Okay? And I mean, th that is also another aspect. Like if your child was to ever want to run for Senate or, you know, anything like whatever they post now is forever going to be something that in it brands them. Let me tell you about um, something I taught the kids about consequences with social media is the algorithms of all the social medias know you 
and know everything you've ever clicked, looked at even a little bit, scrolled slower on, they know mm -hmm. and they're building algorithms based on your preferences, whether you realize it or not. Mm -hmm. What do the algorithms say about your behavior on social media? And so the consequences of that are they're going to feed you more things that you scroll slowly on. So if you're a boy and you scroll slowly on a scantily dressed girl, then what are they going to tee up for you in your newsfeed? More of those images. Mm -hmm. And so you want to be creating a pure algorithm by staying pure. And you don't want to be branded in a certain way because of what social media giants know about you, especially when they're not as pro-Christian as you might think. Okay. Right. So that's important. Yeah. Also phones, consequences with phones, uh, breaking something mm -hmm. expensive. Don't just replace it for them if it was negligence. You know, things like that, jobs, school, money, all these things you can teach around and are vital to do. That's right. So I hope that as we're talking about sowing and reaping, you could see how this is actually playing a huge part in our day-to-day -day life and our day-to-day -day conversations where we're teaching our kids that they are, they are sowing into the relationships. They are sowing into heaven. They are sowing and they're going to reap. And the Bible says to if you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. So as parents, we have a huge lesson there too, that we want to we want to sow bountifully into our children the word of God so that it reaps bountifully a life that is righteous and holy and living in the right path. And I think we should believe in big things. We should be bold for doing big things for God. Mm -hmm. And we should encourage our kids to do that and to sow deeply. That's right. For the glory of God. It's a big deal. We'll end on this. Proverbs 22, 6 and 8 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And then in verse eight, it says, he who sows iniquity will reap sorrow and the rod of his anger will fail. Iniquity here in the, the Webster's 1828 dictionary calls it a wicked act or sin. It's an immoral or grossly unfair behavior. Iniquity, he who sows iniquity. He who sows sin will reap sorrow. We don't want to be sowing sinfulness into our kids. We need to be walking in the right path, but we also want to be encouraging them in what to be walking in. So I hope that you're getting both that there needs to be a consequence for bad behavior, but there also needs to be good consequences for good things, and that we're teaching our kids that they can be sowing the word of God in their relationships and how they live their life. And that's going to reap good things. And while they're in our homes, we want to have the conversations while we have the most influence them. That's right. Before we launch them into the world. It doesn't mean we purposely find consequences for them. No. There should be plenty by living out life if we're transparent in relationship and communication mm -hmm. with our kids. That's so good. Just remember, guys, that your kids are actually going to only live probably 20% of their life with you. And so this is the time to get as much of the word of God, the knowledge of God's path and his knowledge and his wisdom in your kids, sowing that in them so that it reaps bountifully the rest of their life. We love you guys. We hope this was an encouraging episode. Can't wait to hear what you think. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. 
It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.